Hey, it's Rob West. Before we get to the podcast, did you know that the MoneyWise app is an organized way for married couples to manage their finances and plan for future goals together? You can choose from one of three options depending on your management style, and it's available in both desktop and mobile versions. You can get this great biblical money management solution by going to moneywise.org and clicking the Manage tab. Now, here's the podcast. You've just turned 65, or you're about to. That means you have to make some important decisions about health care. Hi, I'm Rob West. You may decide to sign up for an Advantage plan when you sign up for Medicare at age 65. But that's not the only choice you have for additional coverage. I'll talk about another option today, and then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is MoneyWise Weekend, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Okay, so I'm talking about a Medigap policy, and it's one more piece of the insurance jigsaw puzzle you may want to consider. It could save you thousands in medical bills. Medigap is an extra form of health insurance you can buy if you already have Medicare. Like a Part C Medicare Advantage plan, a Medigap policy will help you pay some of the costs that aren't covered by Medicare Parts A and B, uh, where you still have to pay deductibles, co-pays, and co-insurance for approved medical care and services, which can add up quickly. A Medigap plan is a private insurance policy that can help you pay for some of the out-of-pocket costs that aren't covered by Medicare. The premium would be in addition to your Medicare Part B premium and Part D prescription drug premium. One important thing to remember is that you can't have a Medicare Advantage plan and Medigap insurance. You have to choose one or the other to supplement basic Medicare. So which one is better for you? Well, it depends on your finances and health circumstances. Comparing the two, Medigap coverage will usually have a higher monthly premium, but lower out-of-pocket expenses. Medicare Advantage plans generally cost less and cover more services. You might look at it this way. If you're in good overall health, you might choose a Medicare Advantage plan. But if you have a covered condition that requires frequent medical services with copays, Medigap might be the way to go. Something else to consider, traditional Medicare and Medigap policies cover you for any doctor or facility that accepts Medicare. But Medicare Advantage plans usually limit you to the doctors and facilities in their network. So Medigap costs more, but you get to choose your doctor. And that's a very attractive feature for folks with a pre-existing condition. So who's eligible for a Medigap policy? Well, if you're 65 or older and eligible for Medicare and you already have Medicare Parts A and B, you can get a Medigap policy. But again, not if you already have a Medicare Advantage plan. You can't have both. Now, when it comes to what's covered by a Medigap plan, things can get a bit confusing. As I mentioned, Medigap plans in general cover deductibles, co-pays, and co-insurance costs. But there are actually many different types of Medigap plans, and each is identified by a letter, A, B, D, G, K, L, M, and N. Each plan provides a different level of supplemental coverage to Medicare. You have to pick the one that best meets your 
your needs. Fortunately, you can find a comparison of the different Medigap plans at Medicare.gov, and we'll put a link to that in today's show notes. And this should help simplify your decision. All Medigap policies have standardized coverage, meaning every company offering Medigap L, for example, has to cover the same things. The only difference will be the price. So after you choose the lettered plan that works best for you, just shop for the lowest price in your state. And what might we expect to pay for Medigap coverage? Well, it varies depending on your state and the plan you choose, but the average for 2023 is $155 a month. However, that's only for an individual. Under the rules, your spouse would have to have a separate plan. Uh, One other thing to keep in mind, with a Medigap plan, you may also want to get separate Medicare Part D coverage because it doesn't cover prescription drugs. If you decide to go with a Medigap plan, you can sign up for any plan offered in your state during the six months after you enroll in Medicare Part B. That initial enrollment window is crucial because during that period, you're eligible for any plan even if you have health problems. The company has to take you on and they can't charge you extra for a medical condition. After six months, however, you no longer have that guarantee. Now, there's one more thing you should know about health care coverage. Now that you're turning 65, I may that you can't have both Medicare Advantage and Medigap coverage. However, if you already have Medicare Advantage and you'd like additional coverage, you can check out a medical cost sharing ministry. For example, with Christian Healthcare Ministries, you can have both a Medicare Advantage plan and CHM coverage, which costs about the same as a Medigap plan. Well, that's a lot to think about as you make your decisions about healthcare coverage, but we hope it helps. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. Stick around. Siri, what's the best way to save for college? Hmm, I'm not sure. Well, what does the Bible say about co-signing for a loan or investing for retirement? I don't know that either, but you can find those answers on the free MoneyWise app. Really? Sure. You can connect with the online community and get answers and encouragement from MoneyWise coaches. That sounds great. Siri, download the MoneyWise app. Got it. Learn Learn more more. at MoneyWise.org. Do you feel like your hands are tied with debt, preventing you from serving God? If you have credit card debt, Christian credit counselors can help. Through our debt management program, we can get you out of credit card debt about 80% faster while honoring your debt in full. For more information on how Christian Credit Counselors can help, visit ChristianCreditCounselors.org. That's ChristianCreditCounselors.org. Or call 800-557-1985. Welcome back. I'm Rob West, and this is MoneyWise Weekend biblical wisdom for your financial journey, you can call us at 800-525-7000, or you can send an email to questions at moneywise.org. That's questions at moneywise.org. Let's head to Florida. Dorothy, thank you for your patience. Go right ahead. Yes, I am 63 years old, and my husband passed away uh, last year. While he was working, he had a 401 pension that I am now receiving. The pension was 100% employee um, given. So if anything happened to me, it won't go to my children. I received a letter in the mail saying that um, they're changing the rules 
and I can yeah. either stick with them getting a monthly distribution or yeah. I can get a lump sum of about a hundred and about sixty thousand okay. dollars. And I'm just wondering I have two young children um that's in college and I also okay. just bought a home this year. So what would right. be the best option for me? Yeah, and what are you getting as a monthly payout, Dorothy? Uh, it's about four hundred and fifty dollars a month. Okay, uh, you know I like the idea of you taking the lump sum. Uh, you know we would typically on that amount of money, um, one hundred sixty thousand, be looking at four uh, percent withdrawal rate in order to be able to maintain the principal balance and draw it an income, and that would be sixty four hundred dollars a year uh, or about five hundred thirty dollars a month, which is even more than you're receiving right now as the in the pension. The other benefit of taking the lump sum is that that money is yours, so it could be passed on to your heirs if something happens to you. So you could have it managed professionally by somebody that would help you generate that same amount of monthly income, but the idea is that the the principal is there to be passed on or accessed if you need it for some other purpose. Whereas with the pension, it sounds like it's only going to just last as long as your life and then it goes away, whereas this money would be available beyond that. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I thank you so much. You're welcome. I would find an advisor, though, to help you handle that once you receive that money. Um, and you'd want to head to our website, moneywise.org, uh, click find a CKA. I'd interview several certified kingdom advisors if you don't already have an advisor and find one that you feel is the best fit for you. But that seems like it's going to make some sense uh, based on everything I know today. We appreciate your call, Dorothy. God bless you. Uh, we'll stay in Florida. Jennifer, go right ahead. Yes. Hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, sure. I have. I would like to know whether to um, just stay with the funds I have on credit cards, or take the equity out of my home to pay off the credit cards. Yeah, Jennifer, I don't like taking uh, home equity for anything because, you know, if we use that to pay for lifestyle spending or in this case to pay down debt, uh, here's what's happening. We're essentially taking what is uh, um, uh, unsecured debt and securing it to your house uh, because you're borrowing against the equity in your house. And if for some reason you can't repay that, now your home is in jeopardy. That's not the case with your credit card debt. The other challenge that it, it forces is it's it's kind of a simple way to get rid of the credit card debt. And although it's at a low interest rate, we're stringing it out over 20 or 30 years, which isn't a good thing. And oftentimes when we do it, the credit card debt comes back because we didn't do the hard work that involves solving the problem that led to the debt in the first place. Uh, so because you have more than 4,000 in debt, Jennifer, I'd recommend you uh, look at a debt management program this is my preferred way to get out from under credit card debt. Uh, my friends at christiancreditcounselors.org could help you. Essentially, what would happen is the accounts would be closed. They would reduce the interest rates because in a credit counseling program, they offer uh, reduced rates. And you'd pay one monthly fixed payment through Christian Credit Counselors. They'd pay the cards for you. But through the fixed monthly payment that's level, uh, during the entire payback and the reduced interest rates, you'll pay it back on average 80% faster. Um, so I would much prefer that over you taking this uh, unsecured debt and collateralizing it by your home. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I really okay. appreciate that. You're uh, very welcome. Me to, um, 
to really think of taking out the equity. So now you have explained it. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Yep, the website is christiancreditcounselors.org, and we appreciate your call today. Uh, to Hershey, PA, Dave, thanks for calling. Go right ahead, sir. Long-time listener, second-time caller, actually. Okay. And, okay. and um, the question I have, and you guys are so good at educating me because I, at 68, I like to think I know a lot, but I certainly don't know everything, and I don't know a lot about money. I recently sold my business for half a million dollars, and I netted $420,000. I already have a nice portfolio worth about well over $600,000, and I want to add to that. I'm just kind of leery right now about whether or not I should invest more money into the market at this particular time. And if I don't, what is a good idea to do with that money? Yeah. Uh, so this is proceeds from a business, Dave. Is that right? That's correct. I, I sold my commercial building, yes. Okay, very good. And are you looking to get back into real estate at any point here in the near future? No, I, I actually worked out of that bu build that building. I ran my business out of there, and I since have moved home because my business has, between COVID and a few other things, lost a big customer. My business is now a third of what it was, which is fine again because at sixty eight, I'm I'm ready to yeah. uh, slow down a little bit, but I still have enough pocket change, you know, coming in and I enjoy speaking with customers and vendors. So I like that part of it. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I don't plan to invest in any other real estate. Um, I okay. just want to have my money at a good place that I can make some money on it. Yeah. Well, I think adding to this stock and bond portfolio makes a lot of sense. I mean, that would give you a million dollars in investable assets. Uh, I love the fact that you're, you're still able to work. You enjoy your work. You're having an impact on the people that you're interacting with. But at the same time, you're dialing it back a little bit because of the market forces, which, as you said, is not a bad thing because it lets you slow down a little bit, gets you out of being a landlord and owning a, a piece of uh, commercial property, which has its own challenges and uh, occupies a good bit of time. So this would move you in the direction of more passive investing. The good news, Dave, is that you're doing it at a time where, you know, the market's down considerably from its recent highs toward the end of last year. Now, could we see another down leg? I think a lot of that is just pointing to the fact the market was oversold. We're certainly seeing uh, second quarter earnings coming in stronger than most folks anticipated, despite the heavy inflation we're facing now, as well as a number of other headwinds that we've been able to overcome largely due, I think, to the strong labor market that continues. So in light of that, could we hit a recession? Yes. Uh, I don't think it's guaranteed. And the market will recover well before the economy. So um, I think we could begin to see the market move to higher ground, you know, later this year, uh, early next year, if not sooner. So I think now's the time to begin to move into the market with a properly diversified portfolio that's consistent with your age and risk tolerance. I guess the question would just be, do you do that on your own or do you seek some wise counsel, an advisor that could take responsibility for it in light of your goals and objectives? Um, if you wanted to consider an advisor, we'd recommend a certified kingdom advisor. There's a number of them there in Pennsylvania that you could interview. I'd interview two or three. So I think given everything I'm hearing, Dave, I'd probably go into the market with this, but let's talk a bit more about that off the air. We're going to be right back on Money Wise Weekend. 
Do you ever feel stressed or anxious about money? If so, that's normal, but you don't have to accept that. You can find peace of mind and financial security. Learn how with the 31-day devotional, Money Seeking God's Wisdom. You'll find powerful scripture and practical exercises for spiritual and financial growth. You can request your copy with a gift of any amount. Would you consider a monthly or one-time gift by December 31st? Just visit moneywise.org slash give. You probably have a strategy for your finances, your career, even your retirement. But do you have a strategy for your giving? At the National Christian Foundation, we can help you create a giving strategy to inspire your family, maximize your resources, and leave a lasting legacy of faith. To learn how, visit moneywise.org slash ncf. Well, we're so glad to have you back with us today on MoneyWise Weekend. I'm Rob West, and we're looking forward to taking your calls and questions as we apply God's truth to your financial life, recognizing God owns it all. We're a steward. Money is a tool, and it's to be used to accomplish God's purposes. And that, you know, His Word, 2,350 verses of them, uh, really gives us the principles, the pathway to experience God's best. Does that mean we'll always have everything that we need financially? No, absolutely not. We'll be in times of need. We'll be in times of plenty. The key is to find contentment, being content in what God has already provided wherever we're at, beginning with not the financial, beginning with his promises. He'll never leave us or forsake us, beginning with first and foremost that he sent his son to die on the cross for us. If we just start there, we'll recognize we already have an abundance. Now, now, financially speaking, wherever we're at, whatever passes through our hands, we want to be found faithful in using God's resources for His glory, and the principles are so clear, and they can be profoundly simple if we just look at God's Word and see what He has for us. Well, let's try to apply those to what's going on in your financial life. Philadelphia, Susie, thank you for calling. Go right ahead. Hi, yes. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, uh, my question is, how do you get started with a budget of um, allocating money to savings and, um, you know, household spending and the different things that um, finance uh, people yeah. tell you to um, a lot when yes. you're behind on, on everything? Yeah, yeah. Well, it can be challenging, Susie. There's no question about it. And so I think the starting point is always to get an accurate assessment of where you're at today, both in terms of assets and liabilities. So what assets do we have? Uh, that includes your savings account, your checking account balance, uh, other assets like a retirement account, your liabilities. What debts do we have? Who do we owe? And are they current or are they behind? Uh, we need to get all that down. And then we need to get a good understanding of what we're actually spending today. Uh, as money comes into our household, where is it going? It's simple to figure out those things that we get a bill for, but what about the discretionary spending like uh, groceries or clothing or entertainment, things that we don't get a bill for? We've got to spend at least 30 days, perhaps a couple of months, maybe even three 
to just capture all of those expenses so we know we've got everything because there's some expenses that might occur, uh, well, not on a regular basis. So a semi-annual insurance payment, an annual HOA uh, payment, things like that. We've got to get all that in there, not to mention, really, we should be putting money away every month for home maintenance and even Christmas, right? So we don't have that one big expense in the month of December. When we get all of that in place, then we have to say, okay, how does that compare to the income that we have? Because we want to keep all the bills paid first. But what's also really key is that we get our spending to the place where we can rein it in enough so that we have margin. So all the monthly uh, expenses are paid. We've got something allocated for the discretionary spending. We've got all the minimum payments on the debt. And then the margin allows us to make progress uh, toward those goals that we may you know, not be able to do all at once, but we can simultaneously or systematically begin to make progress in the right direction. I would say we'd want to start with an emergency fund. So let's say you free up $200 a month. Well, let's get that going systematically into an emergency emergency fund until we get that to $1,500. Then let's cap it. And then let's take that 200 and add it to the minimums on the credit card with the lowest balance until that's gone and then move right down the line. And so we kind of take these in priority order uh, from that standpoint. Now, if it's even more desperate than that, Susie, where, you know, we're struggling to make ends meet and things are getting behind, we can't, you know, cover all of our bills. Well, then we need to actually get down to the level of each paycheck and say, you know, what am I going to allocate where out of each check to make sure that the most important things get paid first. We got to keep gas in the car. We got to keep the, you know, the house current or the rent payment current. We got to keep the utilities on. We got to keep food on the table. And then everything else is kind of on the table for discussion once the big four are taken care of. So I think that's kind of, you know, the, the philosophy behind it. In terms of the practical outworking of that, our coaches at moneywise.org would be delighted to come alongside you and help walk you or you and your husband through the process of figuring all that out so you have a fresh set of eyes. There's no cost to that. It's just our ministry to you, and we'd be delighted to assist. But given all that I just shared, tell me what questions you have. Uh, really, I think you covered it all, and that would be wonderful if um, if we could speak with some someone in the um in the, in that industry. Yeah. yeah, we'd be happy to. Do you, I mean, what are your biggest um, issues right now? Is it just keeping all the bills paid? Is it the debt has just gotten out of control? Uh, what do you feel like is the biggest problem? Well, I feel like, you know, with the inflation and everything that's going on now, where yeah. we used to have extra money um, to just spend in general, we don't have anymore. Sure. And so now we're feeling the pinch yeah. and, what what I'm trying to um, do here is to start allocating money to different areas so that, you know, everything is going to be paid and we will have a cushion because in the past we haven't done that. Um, yeah. And yeah. now it just seems like this is the no brainer because, you know, yeah. we were, we uh, were supporting my mother and we have two grown children living with us and, you mm-hmm. know, the food bills are out of control and, yeah. and just all that little extra money that we had before each week is kind of eaten up now. 
Yeah. Well, and the the margin that you had was able to mask this issue, which is we really need a plan. We need a budget that says we're going to give every dollar a name so we know that all the bills are covered, that we're using this money based on the priorities that we have. And to the extent, you know, there's more month than money, meaning you have more expenses than you have resources for, especially in light of inflation, where do we need to cut back? What changes do we need to make? And then what system are we going to use to control the flow of money in and out. And that's where our app, the MoneyWise app, could be a great resource to you. Using our digital envelope system, you'd actually take the money in your checking or checking and savings account up to you and allocate it to all of your envelopes. And then as your transactions come in, they would go into those envelopes and reduce the balance so you know exactly how much you have left in each area. Now you're in control of your money instead of your money being in control of you. Uh, you stay on the line. We'll give you a six-month pro subscription to the MoneyWise app, and then we'll tell you how you can get connected to a MoneyWise coach as well at no cost. Thanks for calling, Susie. Well, before we go, if this program has been a blessing to you, would you consider becoming one of our prayerful and financial supporters that helps this program stay on the air? You can donate securely online when you click the donate button on our website at moneywise.org. And thanks in advance. My thanks also to our broadcast team, Amy, Dan, Brandy, Rob, Kent, Rich, and Jim. And I hope you'll make plans to join us again next time, right here on MoneyWise Weekend. MoneyWise Weekend is provided by MoneyWise Media and by listeners like you.